Hey Rainy Day Diary listeners, I have super exciting news. For the last few years, I've worked on a book called Find Your Rainbow for Girls, and it is officially out for pre-order. It's a book about celebrating differences, it offers practical friendship tips, overflowing with inspirational takeaways, and so many activities for girls of all ages. You can find the book at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. I am so excited this book is finally going to be in this world, and I know your girls are going to love it. Lastly, you can find more information at JenniferLynn.com slash new book. Okay, now back to the show. Hello, and welcome to Rainy Day Diaries, an imperfect podcast that will dive headfirst into how you can thrive in your creative life and business, even if you struggle with mental wellness. I am your host, Jennifer Lynn, and as a longtime struggler of anxiety and depression myself, I hope this podcast will help you realize that you could still get stuff done when you deal with all these crazy things on a daily basis, that you're not alone, and that falling down does not mean you won't get back up again. I thank you so much for listening, and as always, if you have any suggestions or questions or topics you'd love to hear about, please email me at jenniferlynn at gmail.com. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Today's topic is HSP, otherwise known as a hypersensitive person. I want to preface it by saying I didn't know that HSP was a thing until I was a lot older, in my 20s. And I can't really find a good definition on the internet to describe hypersensitive people, but I'm definitely a hypersensitive person. It's funny because the only thing I could find that really describes exactly what I feel like HSP people are or what they get deemed as is from a psychic. I'm not a very big woo-woo person, but this is a great quote from, I believe his name is Anthon St. Martin. I'm not 100% sure. I apologize. But he has a book called Divine Living, The Essential Guide to True Destiny. And he says, Hyper, highly sensitive people are often perceived as weaklings or damaged goods. To feel intensely is not a symptom of weakness. It's a trademark of the truly alive and compassionate. It is not the empath who is broken. It is society who becomes that has become dysfunctional and emotionally disabled, which I 100% agree is true because often if you're a sensitive person, people tell you to get over something or be stronger. And I just think people are built differently and it's okay to be hypersensitive and it's okay to have like really big feelings. That's literally a part of you and that's a thing. It's not something you just overcome. So growing up, I wanna say my family are good intentions, bad execution people sometimes. And so growing up, my family would tell me to get over things and stop being so sensitive. I love my family, but they're very loud, Jewish, Long Island, New Yorkers. And so conversations aren't just normal conversational level. They're shouting. And so that would hinder my ability to function growing up. And that hasn't changed as an adult. I would actually say that it's become more of a disadvantage, disadvantage as being an adult. I would, nowadays, as an adult, if I hear loud, angry voices, I cower. I get really freaked out. I don't know if that's because of my upbringing or because of my hypersensitivity or a mixture of the two. But it's spun into loud things in general, loud noises, loud music. I'm Again, I'm not sure if that stems from, like, how loud my household was growing up or just my core wiring. So because our society doesn't understand what a highly sensitive person is, Hypersensitive people often be told, toughen up, get over it. And you might have always felt different from other people, and, but you didn't have a name for what you were. And as for me and the many other people, 
Like I said before, it wasn't until I was in my 20s and I know exactly where I was. I was sitting in my friend's house and she showed me a magazine article and I was probably crying about being told, you know, get over something or stop crying or stop being a sissy or whatnot. She goes, oh my gosh, there's literally an article in this magazine about hypersensitivity and I read a clipping of what she just gave me and I'm like, holy crap, that's me. That's so crazy. And so hypersensitivity comes from in like a few different packages. The ones that are hardest for me are loud noises and angry voices, which is super specific to me. I don't know about you. You have to let me know. Violence in media or on TVs is huge for me. It drives my husband crazy sometimes because I won't go see a lot of movies that he wants to see because aside from being frugal, which I really don't want to spend 12 or $15 on a movie I actually don't really want to see, I can't handle being surrounded by action scenes in general, but being someplace else with action scenes is really hard. And at least at home, I can leave the room before I start hyperventilating. To be honest, though, I will say movie theaters tend to whelm me in general. The sound is often way too loud, and I get so overstimulated I can't concentrate on the movie sometimes. We saw The Incredibles a couple weeks ago, and I thought it was adorable, and I couldn't wait to see it. But even that was so loud, and some of the scenes had so many lights that I was I get really overstimulated and I can't function and I end up closing my eyes. So for something like Star Wars, which we did see the latest Star Wars or maybe two Star Wars ago, I had to close my eyes through half of it because I couldn't handle like the noise and the movement and the the voices and I don't know. It I just get really overstimulated very easily. On the flip side, I also get very overstimulated easily when I get excited. Like I get so excited by something like petting a flower or a grasshopper or cake and then I actually want to take a nap because I use so much of my energy being excited that I need like a time out. And my husband often says, don't get too excited. We still have a full day ahead when I get like so excited because I saw a bird or something. (laughs) I don't know if you're like that, but that's me. So there's a website called hsperson.com and it has a great list of hypersensitivity, um, like a bunch of questions that you can ask yourself to see if you're a hypersensitive person. So I'll read some of them. Are you easily overwhelmed by such things as bright lights, strong smells, coarse fabrics, or sirens nearby? Do you get rattled when you have a lot to do in a short amount of time? Which honestly, I think that could relate to a lot of people whether you have hypersensitivity or not. Um, Do you make a point of avoiding violent movies and TV shows? Again, I already said, like, this is, like, a huge one for me. And the irony is that over a handful of years, I've fell in love with some crime dramas or, like, police shows. And I don't understand, and my husband sometimes doesn't understand how I could watch them because a lot of the things that trigger me are in these things. But I fall so in love with the characters, I have to just get over it, some of it. (laughs) some of the other questions are do you need to withdraw during busy days into bed or darkened room or some other place some other place where you can have privacy and relief in the situation again I often think this is tied to being an introvert but maybe it's like a hypersensitive introvert I'm not sure if this just pertains to me because I'm introverted and hypersensitive or if all introverts are like this you'll have to let me know or I mean if all hypersensitive people so the withdrawing, I call these grown-up timeouts. Not too long ago, we went to visit a friend of mine in Virginia. And after a full day of fun stuff, 
like eating pie and going for walks and playing with their dog and all sorts of really fun things, I would really need a grown-up timeout. I would just be too overstimulated and overwhelmed by all the things we did, even if they are fun things, and I would call these grown-up timeouts. And I actually think I was a pretty rude person because we would all walk into the house and I would just kind of disappear for a while. And I'd retreat to the room we were staying in to either nap or just like take a time out like away from people, even if they're my favorite people in the universe. <laughs> Sometimes I wouldn't even say I was leaving. I would just kind of float up there and nobody would know where I went, even though, um, which is kind of rude. <laughs> and even though I was having fun, I was, I just needed a time out for a little bit. Some of the other questions are, do you make it a high priority to arrange your life to avoid upsetting or overwhelming, to avoid upsetting or overwhelming situations? Do you notice or enjoy delicate or fine scents, tastes, sounds, or works of art? Do you have a rich and complex inner life? And when you were a child, did your parents or teachers see you as sensitive or shy? That is a huge one for me. Um, not necessarily the shy, but the sensitive part, except... Uh, I think it's a superpower, and they all thought it was a weakness. So there you go. One other thing about um, being hypersensitive is it takes me a lot of time to adjust to change. So I realize transitions aren't easy for anybody a lot of the times. But for sensitive people, change could be really rough. And even positive change, like a new relationship or moving into a new house, can be overwhelming, but for HSP people, it could be like downright insane. For example, when my husband and I moved into an apartment in New York City, I felt crazy for a month. I, it took me a long time to adjust to living in this new place, but to up that, <laughs> we bought a couch and it was in a certain place, like in the middle of the whole room. And my husband, actually he wasn't even my husband at the time, I think he was just my boyfriend, he was like, hey, I want to move the couch to the other side of the room. And it took me like two weeks before I let him do that. It, I was like so overwhelmed by the change of moving a couch, which is really ridiculous. <laughs> but that's how I am. And my husband reminded me after a couple weeks, like if I hate it, we can always move it back. And it turns out where we moved it was a way better position. It just, I'm not good with change. <laughs> There's a few articles that I'm going to post in the show notes, which I think are really great. I pulled a couple quotes from them throughout this talk, like a few sentences here and there. But some of these are really great articles. There's one in Psychology Today on their blog, and it, the topic is called Nine Common Traits Highly Sensitive for Highly Sensitive People. And the quote is, being a highly sensitive person doesn't mean you have a disorder that needs to be fixed. It simply means that you process sensory data, you process sensory data more deeply. Recognizing that you're a highly sensitive person can help you develop a better awareness of yourself and your needs. So much this. Holy cow. I don't like that being highly sensitive is weakness. It's not a weakness. It's a strength. And it's a reason that a lot of us are so empathetic to other people because we're so sensitive. And I honestly didn't know there wasn't something wrong with me until I learned that this was actually a thing. So lastly, a few other attributes of being an HSP person could be dwelling on situations, like really, really dwelling, like repeating over and over what people said, which also kind of links in with the overthinking. You overthink everything. So sometimes I could spend hours thinking about a situation and dwelling on, I should have said this, or what did that person really mean, or why did I say that, or 
I should have asked a different question or something like that. And it's unfortunate because you spend a lot of your time not being present. Violence is something I said before. Sirens going by or violence in the show or loud noises, explosions, anything that's like loud and scary sounding is completely overwhelming. Someone being mean to you can like trigger you into like a bad place because you're so sensitive. Um, Loud noises I said before. And too many people, which is so sad because I love music. I love hearing bands. And I, I love experiencing that kind of stuff, especially with my husband. Like, we bonded over music. But concerts are really overwhelming. I get so overstimulated by people and by noises and by, I don't know, crowds that it's it's really overwhelming. So often I don't even enjoy the show. And it's so sad because I probably would if I didn't deal with this. It can also be a type of social anxiety, um, which I talked about social anxiety two episodes ago. You can go listen to that. I believe it's episode number 11. And if you could figure out when I recorded that episode, there's some very specific things. (laughs) You get brownie points if you could figure out the exact date (laughs) that I recorded that. Last two um, attributes could be an easily hurt heart. I see something on TV and it triggers me and I get so sad for that person. Or I see we kill a bug or my husband accidentally stepped on a snail the other day and I cried for like ever. (laughs) And the only reason I had to stop quickly is because I have a three-month-old now and I can't cry. I don't have the time or like to cry and have my easily hurt heart hurt because I have someone to take care of. (laughs) But it also could be like a deep, deep sadness for no reason. And I it doesn't necessarily have to be a combined with depression. I just think that being hypersensitive can get you in like a weird place and you have to learn how to get out of things easily. So I just want anyone who's felt like their sensitivity is a weakness to know it's not a weakness. It's an amazing attribute. It makes you who you are. It helps you em- be empathetic towards other people, which is a crazy amazing thing. And I'll talk about empathy or empaths in another episode I actually have someone in mind I'd love to discuss about that with. And I just want you to know you're a rock star. And your hypersensitivity is not bad. It's great. And that is all. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you liked the episode, please subscribe. Or even better, leave a review. It makes iTunes really happy and hopefully makes them share this podcast with other people, which would make me really happy. If you have any ideas for topics to cover or for people you'd like me to interview, please email me. My email address is in the show notes. And thank you again. Have a great day.